oh, okay. This is going to be a fun topic. We, yeah. me and Nicole already like took this from two different ways. Like we usually will talk about topics for like, okay, what do we want to talk about next week or whatever? And I had seen the TED talk video that inspired me to really talk about this. And I saw it last week and I was like, we should definitely talk about emotions. So like, what else? We're all feeling them. We all have, we're all into them. We're all out of them. Like let's get into emotions. But I took it from like the studious, like researched, well, and Nicole too, researched, like I'm going to look at this TED talk. And essentially I got all of my material from Mrs. Susan David. We'll talk about it. Two first names. First time I'm, I'm going to excuse it because this bitch was speaking the truth. I'm South African. I went to Harvard. Get over it. You know, she's like, I don't have time for you talking about me and my two first names. It doesn't matter. Okay. Nicole, stop harping on it. She doesn't deserve that. <laughs> she deserves more. She deserves more. And Nicole, you got into some research that's going to kind of back up our talk today. Yeah. Unknowingly, just kind of intuitively picked up. I got this really, really cool textbook at the beginning of quarantine. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to like dive into this. So it's called The Subtle Body. It's so good. But yeah, it just like goes super deep into like the biology behind our bodies and how like I started unknowingly reading about like how our DNA is light and how we receive information that way through our emotions. So we're going to get into that too. That's like my favorite part of the topic is getting deep into that. Yeah. We're going to geek out in so many different ways. So, so many different ways. We'll kind of start it again. Welcome to For Your Conscious Consideration. Thank you for all of those who are here live and for all those listening to this later. Thank you so much for listening. We have just had so much fun doing these and having these conversations. And it's felt like equal parts fun for me as therapeutic, as inspiring, as comforting. So I hope uh, that you all are feeling similar. How are you doing, Nicole? Yes, I, I feel the exact same way. I feel like and it's also been like because we recorded last week on Tuesday so I feel like it's been so long and I was so excited for today's talk because I was like oh my god these just are so so nice to have a space where you can come and like us to just like geek out about things that we've always been interested in and share that with all of you guys so I today's I'm just feeling really good today I'm excited for today's topic too yeah so today we are talking about emotions everybody Good has them. emotion everybody thrives <laughs> everybody in them sometimes. Them. everybody drowns in them sometimes and you know what we're already going to just like energetically but intentionally put a beautiful loving protection over this space and this conversation because we can get into it and we're going to get into it but we're going to really try to do it from I, I think my thesis of this <laughs> and what I've learned is our emotions are some of the most underrated, powerful tools that we have, that we produce, that we have the space to analyze and get into ourselves, that really gives us the biggest tickets and pieces of the puzzle that is us, that is who we are, that is how we see the world, that is how we interact with the world. And so I really just want to support all of us in showing our emotions a little bit more damn respect is what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And really learning to value them as they should be valued. So that's where I'm coming from personally. Uh, that's beautiful. I definitely, I totally agree with that. I think that, uh, but, and I was actually reading, reading like a short article that was on medium. I forget the woman who wrote it, but it was talking about emotional intelligence and how like, we're not taught emotional intelligence and emotional intelligence is really just like the awareness of your emotions. And right. we're, like in elementary school, we're not taught how important our emotions are. And we're just kind of like thrown into it. And then we become an adult and it's like, emotional intelligence is so important for our survival as adults and we don't realize it and then we get swept up in them and we fear them and we don't realize that they are actually just the most incredible tool to help us get like you were saying get to know yourself and how you operate in this world and yeah I think emotions are just so powerful and so helpful in yeah. this thing called life 
Absolutely. And I love that. You, I think that's actually a good place to start. Cause like I, I showed you and for those of you who can see my notes all over the damn place. I, I thought that there, I was like, yeah, that's a one lead to two leads to three. No, it's like four leads to a leads to, to <laughs> Roman numerals three. I'm like, sir, what, what's happening right now in my notes. But I think a great place it's to start day. is, yeah, is in our childhood. Cause I also, I was researching and looking at like moms who are intentionally like tips to foster more emotional intelligence in their children and like what it is. And we're, again, we're trying to do better in our next generation. We're trying to pass on all of this is like us trying to make the earth better and us leaving it in a different way. And what we usually learn with emotions is supports us having a rigidity towards our emotions. And I'm again, forward this history that I'm about to lay up on you and this, this science and these facts totally giving due credit, please. We will put this link um, in the bottom of the podcast notes, Harvard medical school, psychologist, graduate, Susan, David, two first names, let it be known, sweetie. She studies emotional agility. And what she says is the opposite, or you could say a counterpart or another option to emotional rigidity, which is what a lot of us find ourselves in. Emotional rigidity, simple thing of saying that labeling certain emotions as good and certain emotions as bad. It's one, the first step of labeling and two, the first step or the second step of saying, don't feel that emotion. It's bad. Suppress that emotion, emotional suppression. We'll get into that. Suppress that emotion. It's not good. Don't feel this right now. You don't have the time or this looks good or this is embarrassing these types of feelings label first, but again, the feelings and the actions, the practice activities we've had as kids, like how many times I know it's like, first thing you're in a grocery store and it's like, you're being like, I'd be like, I want that mom. And my dad would always be like, you are so loud, like calm down. You're too excited for this right now. Mm. Like, and then I learned, I was like, okay, don't be excited about certain things. Like if I'm excited about something, I can't trust that. I shouldn't be excited about stuff that is that other people aren't excited about, you know, like it's a simple yes. thing like that. Or again, a talk, here's the beginning of toxic masculinity. Little boys stub their toe and they're taught, don't cry. Don't have this pain. Ignore this physical pain that you are feeling because it is embarrassing for you to show that you are hurt right now. Mm. Like how yes. does that continue to be continually supported, unfortunately, in institutions in just all of life that we find ourselves in. So that's yeah. emotional rigidity is having, is labeling emotions as anything, but what Susan will say, data, information, like our body's code of telling us how we are feeling and how we are bumping up to the things that we are interacting with daily. Mm-hmm. That when we are able to see our emotions as, as that, as tools and know and start to have cheat sheets of, Oh, I feel I feel stressed maybe right now. First of all, is it just stress? We'll get into that later. But like, I'm feeling this right now. Instead of letting that become who you are, I am stressed or I am sad. Another tool she talks about is saying like, I notice that I'm feeling this certain way. I'm noticed that I notice right now that I'm feeling stressed. And then you say, okay, I'm noticing I'm outside of it. It's an emotion I'm feeling. It's an emotion my body is producing to clue me in on something, what is it trying to tell me? That is where we start moving into emotional agility. (laughs) I'll take a sip. (laughs) Take a sip and a breath for that. For my metal straw. Saving the environment, one metal straw at a time. I know. One metal straw, as well as the ASMR you didn't know you were gonna get on this podcast. Oh yeah, do you want a little? A little twist, a little turn, a little, ooh, what's, what's, she, what's she doing? You're welcome. <laughs> okay, that's it. <laughs> that's bonus. Um, bonus ASMR emotion talk. But yeah, so that's just, that was just like a bracket of my notes of what Susan <laughs> gave me today, I'll tell you, from her 17-minute TED Talk that we will be linking. But yeah, I, I really feel like, and again, what we are feeling right now, like the reason Yes, maybe not every time on this podcast we're going to be talking about like civil rights and activism and radical, like, but you know what? All of this is leading to it. When we are moving from emotional rigidity to emotion agility, like being 
agile with our emotions of how to leave other, not blame, not look outside, not look for a reason for us to act on those emotions initially, us being able to know more about how we compute, how we take in information, how we feel about it. And for us to feel empowered by that and not feel triggered by it, like Susan would say, <laughs> quote, that's the new drinking game for today is like Susan would say, if whenever I say that, drink up. Take a sip. Um, <laughs> as Susan would say, no, but talking about using emotions as data, not directives. I fucking love that. Mm. Using emotions as data, not directives. So saying, okay, I feel this project that I'm confronted with, I notice that I am feeling stressed when I look at it. Why? Not that I am stressed. This project, it's this project's fault that it is stressing me out. This inanimate object is stressing me out because it's this or this. And, and because I'm stressed, I'm going to do something to usually either stuff that stress down or try to get, I should be happy. I should be happy right now. So I'm just going to do this project and just try to like grip my teeth and like make it happy. <laughs> and I'm just going to do that. No. When does that ever work for anybody? When do we ever feel good about that? No. Another option is saying, okay, I feel stressed. I'm going to take this as data. What about this project specifically stressing me out? Am I actually really stressed or am I just tired? Am I just fatigued from doing these types of projects? Because, oh yeah, I've done a lot of them. And maybe that's why I'm stressed because I realized, oh, that I promised to spend more time with my kids this weekend. And that's why this project is really feeling like it's pulling for me. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to clear my schedule to spend more time and finish the project or talk to someone else about taking on half of it and working with me. Right? So do you see how like two completely different outcomes came from living in emotional rigidity where your emotions own you versus emotional agility where you are in complete control of your emotions and you're working in tandem and you're appreciating them. Like yes. everybody think about a conversation and with love, look back at a conversation or some, or a, or a situation in the last week that you're like, Oh yeah, my emotion kind of owned me just then. <laughs> That message I sent back, oof, my emotion kind of totally owned me right then. Or like that snapback I, mm -hmm. or like avoiding that project because I said I was too overwhelmed and not doing anything like that totally owned me back then. Like I probably could have done that. You know, yes. think about these things. And again, with love and with grace, forgive yourself and say, okay, well, I want to make a new, I want to do this a new way. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's so many things that just like light bulbs that lit up as you were saying all of that I think one the the biggest one of like we may not get into dirt like like you're saying like civil rights and all like all this stuff might not be the center of conversation but as you were saying all this like all I was thinking about is okay so emotional rigidity is like we're given kind of like a, a manual of what, how we're supposed to, how we're supposed to utilize our emotions mm -hmm. in the wrong way, the wrong way to ourselves, because it is like this supremacist view again of how you're supposed to react and respond in public and how you're supposed to feel and how you're not supposed to feel. And so it's like, even though it might not be directly like in reading uh, Layla Saad's Me and White Supremacy, like this is, these are the questions I ask myself in the moments when I don't think white supremacy is at play. I'm like, wait, how is it at play here? And it's like, we are taught how we're supposed to use our emotions to keep the societal functioning going when it's like, when we slow down and we stop and we take consider like we consider what emotions we're actually feeling and we start to tune into what it is we as individuals need to feel and what because like you were saying like our like our body is constantly taking in external information and mm -hmm. that is causing us to take that in translate it transcribe it and then analyze what it means to us and what and how it, how we play a role in that external environment so as that's happening to step away from what other people expect from us or want from us and like focus on what we want for us and what we're trying to be and who we're trying to be and 
how, like how our emotions Mm -hmm. actually will help that. And Mm -hmm. knowing that even the, I always say negative does not equal bad and positive does not equal good. And when Mm -hmm. we're looking at emotions, just a negative emotion doesn't mean it's a bad emotion. It doesn't mean that like we live in an environment where there's polarization, there's positive and negative, which like helps the environment, like the universe actually operate. Yeah, exactly. Exist. Exist. And because of that polarization, like morally, a societal moral expectation has put been put on positive and negative of like good and bad. And it's right. not good and bad. It's both positive and negative are uh, necessary in order to progress forward, like in order to get further down the line and to continue the process of life. So yeah, like just knowing that like, as we move from emotional rigidity to emotional agility, it's like utilizing the positive and negative emotions to just be fully, like I keep, this keeps coming to me in my meditations is like, what is holding me back from operating at my full optimality and whatever that means. And it's like making sure you're not, making sure you're not comparing yourself to what other people want for you but what does optimal function mean to you? I have so much, so much came up for me. I feel like we always have like bubbles where I'm like, oop, there's a pin, oop, there's a pin. Because literally you're talking about like, and we talked about this, what, first, second episode, duality. And that's just the whole fight right now, especially it's like this side or this side. You're going to do this or this. They're good, they're bad. And the thing is duality when we get stuck in it, the thing is, it's easier. It's easier to say that person's good, that person's bad. All of this institution is bad. All of this institution is good. It's, it's easy just to be like, yeah, good, bad, good, bad. It's how we sort. It's how we categorize. It's how we get information in this world. But that's, I was thinking about all the examples of like good versus bad, uh, good and evil, black and white. Like even I was like going back to the color psychology when we went, oh my God, that Disney women's studies class I took sincerely it's like all the disney villains dressed in black dressed in black dressed in dark clothes all of the good people white usually white presenting like in lighter clothes and usually the villains were always like effeminate too and i was like well Mm. obviously i'm a a villain no no wonder i was like all the fabulous people like the villains like didn't we know anyway but like so Mm -hmm. but that's again these are these are the institutions and this is how much it goes in white supremacy is like literally by equating good and bad to black and white or white and black shall we say like that like the color psychology of how deep white supremacy is and it and when you are labeling I would go as far like when you are labeling your own emotions your own like pieces and information of yourself as good and bad by other people's standards or by like how they should be felt like that's that's where it's like it goes deep it goes into how we treat ourselves like what the things we are saying to ourselves not just the things that we are saying and believing about other people because that's mostly you know like corresponding to how we feel about ourselves totally it is always a projection but that's a different conversation for another time (laughs) that's next week I guess that's next week mama yeah it's it's all there's just so much to go about it, but I think, well, I think what you're like, saying, I mean, if you have something to say, go no, I'm just going to pull well, it back, pull it back to like the bigger conversation and, yeah. and how, again, the duality and the dichotomy, it's like the powers that be want us divided. I think we can all agree. Like, like when we look at it, the powers that be and in the realm of like the people, the power that the people in power and the powers that are at the top right now, we can say like, it is easy and it is, it behooves them for everybody else to be divided. You know why? Cause then they're not, they're fighting, they're fucking infighting and not worried about what the fuck they're doing up at the top. And so that's where a lot of people are like, okay, I know you want to be like, cancel this person. Yes to this, all bad, all good. But if we keep putting that energy on labeling things as bad and labeling things as good and making sure people know that we've labeled them bad and making sure people and that they're late it's less energy than just trying to take the things that we want to change and focusing on changing them Mm -hmm. and how we will know those things that need to be changed is when our emotions are incongruent 
or letting us know, like incongruent with what's happening. Like, as Susan said, drink. She talks about like, if you, if you uh, read a newspaper, you watch the news and you get, uh, and you have stress or you get disappointed, let's say. You watch the news and you get angry. Again, you could say, I'm an angry person. Oh, the news, it's the news's fault. It's all news. They only do the bad shit. It's the news. Or you can say, huh, what the news is telling me right now does not feel good to hear. Why doesn't it feel good to hear? Because maybe they're showing, for example, for me, they're showing videos of black bodies that are being abused and killed in the street. And by me being upset about that is actually what I would say in that point, a good thing to my character. I shouldn't, mm. I shouldn't feel good and pleasant and not shouldn't. I don't want to. I don't want mm. to watch something like that and feel fine. I don't want to feel happiness at that point. I don't want to feel, I, if I had to choose, yeah, I would probably want to feel what I would say dense emotions. I try to not even use positive or negative. Like I go dense mm -hmm. or light. Yes. Cause I feel heavy sometimes. And when I feel light, it's, but for me, that feels a little like less like straining or less good and bad is just saying like, totally. when I'm feeling light, I'm feeling good. And when I'm feeling, it just feels a little heavy, it's a little dense right now. It's a little foggy right now, but we're okay. I'll get through it. We'll see through it. Mm -hmm. So that's where it's like us seeing us honoring our emotions and being like, thank you. I'm glad that that really upsets me. I'm glad because now, you know what? I'm ready to do something about it. I, yeah. I, I, with that emotion, I'm using that as a fuel that like, I don't want to, I don't, not just, I don't want to see that on the news because I don't want to watch the news. I think the news should be covering other stuff. No, I don't want to see that because the powers that be are letting this continually happen. So I'm going to work how I can to change this so that what is on the news is different. So that the news has nothing, like has to dig to try to find something mm. fucking negative to show me. Yes. That's what I, that's what I, and you know how I got to that point? Because I honored the fuck out of my emotions and I didn't judge them as bad. I learned from them and I used them as fuel. Yes. Mm. so this is this is where it's like these are all and I'm, I feel like the big common theme that we're talking about is just like all the different ways and tools that we can continually be our optimal self or whatever that word is for you me and Nicole are big fans of like forming your own vocabulary saying the words feeling into the words that like feel good to you yes. optimally might be Nicole's I would say like I say aligned like I always want to feel my most aligned Hmm. having aligned days versus productive or efficient. Like I just want to have an aligned day. Yes. Or an easeful day when I can, which is all hmm. the time. But, but yeah, it's whatever we're, we're wanting to teach tools so that we can all be at our optimal aligned space because we know great change, the change that we want to help initiate, foster and support and inspire. It's going to take that. It's going to take us all taking extremely good care about ourselves and learn and holding ourselves and loving ourselves, which will then make it so much easier to love others. Oh, so much easier. I swear. Like it's not, I'm not saying it's easy, but it makes it easier. <laughs> yes. Easier. Exactly. I think I know. And bringing it back to even for a minute, the, the powers that be like you were saying are, we're fighting their fight for them when we're divided. And so the, right. the goal for us is to truly understand that we are all different. We have different opinions. We feel different things when we see different things and that like there isn't just one right way to be. So I feel like we are all fighting, trying to get everyone else to hear where we're coming from instead of ourselves just knowing where we're coming from. That was a projection for me too. Like knowing that I spend too much of my energy on trying to get other people to understand where I'm coming from. And this whole civil mm -hmm. rights movement has taught me to slow down and like slow down. Cause I think that this is another thing too. We are emotions are something that if we don't give ourselves space to identify, acknowledge and feel them, they just kind of sit there and we'll go into this a little bit more in a minute. But like, just like the fact that like we have to 
create space to identify and feel and understand what we're feeling. And like, we live in a world of instant gratification. We have a cell phone that we can scroll through and it's constantly updating. It's constantly giving us new information, mm -hmm. whether it's true or false or whatever. And we're constantly be being inundated with information. And so that overrides our system. It literally overrides our nervous system and causes us to, I've noticed this week, I've been, my intuition has been yelling at me being like, slow down, meditate and not to meditate because you think you're supposed to meditate, but meditate just to give yourself space to understand where you're coming from. How are right. you feeling? And cancer season was a wave of it was like a tsunami wave of emotions and just like so many tsunami things. Johnny tsunami <laughs> Johnny tsunami I this week I was like okay we're in Leo season I'm finally feeling this breath or like just like this breath of space for myself mm. and having that space to be like okay where am I at and I've been checking with each of my energy centers because that helps me slow down and like knowing that we have to train ourselves to slow down because the world we live yeah. in is constantly telling us to be fast. And so that is a reminder. I have to wake up every single day and be like, make sure you slow down at some point today just to identify how you're feeling. Yeah. And that's, I, yeah. I just posted this too. And I thought it was like so perfect, I think for everything we've been talking about and everything I've been living, but like patience is a form of action too. Yes. Patience having actively having and practicing patience is a task is an action put that on your to-do list yes like schedule being that. time like be in time like because i've noticed one and whether it's meditating whether it's yes yeah, sitting in the home or literally just like sitting on the couch looking out the window and just just for 10 minutes just allowing whatever just happened to sink in just mm -hmm. taking like one deep breath before you do the next thing just to like let yourself recalibrate because you're right every like we are in a world and that's why it's it's so hard to do it. we are in a world that is like fast 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 now 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 and there's again we're the ones that are going to be able to change it like we built this world we can build it a new way not unbuild yes. it completely just build it a new yes. way so mm -hmm. how do we do that by slowing ourselves down and when we slow ourselves down we encourage and inspire others to slow their selves down. Like quick thing. It's like me and me and Nicole working together where it's like one day, Nicole will be like, Hey, I'm not really feeling well. Like I just don't feel the energetic space. Right. Like, cool. Like, and I'm like, Oh my amazing. And usually what happens, I'm like, you know what? I was running around getting ready for the meeting anyway. And I was like, okay, you know what? Yes, Nicole, I want to make sure that you're in a good place so that I can be in the best place too. I'm going to foster that and I'm going to slow down today. Like this is usually what happens or vice mm -hmm. versa. I yes. feel like so many times people are like, oh, we can't track or something. I'm like, you know what? Be at your best and let's do it. Like when we do this in our communication, in our conversations, in our relationships, we give people the permission to do it in their work relationships, in their circles, in their communities. And that's how we start practicing patience as like a radical act of self-love, self-care and activism. Honestly, I would say yes. like patience is activism, please. Yeah. Um, I love that. So also much. side note with patience, funny. I've learned when I have patience, half the shit I'm stressed about usually fixes itself in a day or two. And I'm like, it oh. really does. It does. I totally would have done that like 30 page project, but then I got this one email that makes sure I only have to do five pages of it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Like, I'm like, oh, because I waited. Like, yes. I can't, that's, gonna, that's a whole other podcast. It's just patience is activism. We'll, we'll pin that. Yes. But I think this is a perfect time to kind of go into when we aren't patient with our emotions, with ourselves. Again, this, this is a characteristic of having emotional rigidity and talking about how we can show up the best as we can to impact and make an impact on this earth as we want. As Susan says, drink, she talks about rigidity in the face of complexity. Complexity being this world. This world is fucking complex, okay? It's not yes. good or bad. It's not black and white. It's not categorical boop, 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 boop. We try, we try so hard to put it into that. There's sciences, there's careers, there's industries on trying to make the world simple and easy. And sometimes it's great, but it's complex as fuck. So she says, rigidity in the face of complexity is toxic. 
it's toxic and it's inefficient when we are rigid oh when God, we are trying that. to trying to be like oh and fit into these boxes on a world that is nothing but ever evolving and so complex it'll blow our minds it we're we're, we're running a losing uh, a losing race really absolutely so that goes into when we have our rigidity, we're not listening, we're judging. And a big thing is the emotional suppression, where again, emotionals are controlling us, not us being in complete control and being in the, like having our emotions in the passenger seat with us. You know, we're driving the car, they're there. We're listening to them. We're like, okay, maybe we should take a right. Maybe we should take a left. But like, just because you feel like that doesn't mean my decision is already made. Just mm. because I have this emotion doesn't mean I must act again data not directives um so nicole i know you had some really cool like bio kind of back up talking about emotional suppression yes yes so i feel like starting i think like emotions are data not directives is huge too in this because to start like so our emotions are chemicals and that's something that i i constantly remind myself of our emotions are not these like like fluffy, non-existent things that just kind of come out of nowhere. They are chemicals within our body that our body releases when we experience certain situations. And a lot of the time it's just pattern, it's habitual. We like, I'm sure in conversations to come, we'll get into like neuroscience and how all of that is connected. But like, so I was reading yesterday um, about DNA and I love DNA. And like, I talk about it all the time of like how all of this stuff is written into our DNA. And you even mentioned it at the beginning of this um, episode of saying that, what did you say? You said something like, we are trying, we need to change now so that our grandchildren don't yeah, have this. Just rewriting patterns, setting new exactly. patterns, setting, yeah, changing our actual DNA. Oh, we can get into. I know. Oh, like, yeah. I, I won't. In, ancestral generational that, trauma and like, oh, we can get into that. Yes. Absolutely another episode, but that's just to say that like, so our DNA is very involved in all of our emotions and how we pattern our emotions and what emotions we allow to come to the surface and which ones we suppress. The body just kind of automatically does this when we're not checking it. So that's just something to think about. And so what I was learning yesterday was that our DNA, so I've always known that our our cells are sending out, because they're chemicals, they're sending out electro signals so like positive and negative signals and they're also sending out magnetic signals so like that is a vibration basically and what I learned another step is that it's also sending out photons so photons are particles of light and so our bodies are transmitting transmitting light throughout our body because there's connective tissue called the fascia And the fascia is where basically our body just talks to itself. So like our head is talking to our toes and not just like our brain. It's like this connective tissue throughout our entire body that is communicating constantly. And that is actually a part of our emotional system and like our nervous system because we are, to go even deeper and nerd out about it is within our fascia, we have collagen. And I learned yesterday that collagen itself is what's called a semiconductor. So it in our computers and in electronics, we have semiconductors that process information for us. So our collagen, with, which is all throughout our body in this fascia, is a semiconductor. So we have all over our body little processing systems that are intaking information through electrical signals, magnetic signals, and light signals, and telling us like, okay, this is what we're intaking. And like I feel like we automatically think that our brain is what processes everything and like our brain just kind of takes over and it has this control system but actually what I also learned was that so when we have an experience and we have emotions that come up during that experience if we suppress the emotion if we don't allow ourselves to feel that emotion and go through that emotion we will suppress it and then our body come like sticks itself out of homeostasis it becomes out of balance and it's out of homeostasis and if we don't go through the emotions it can't return back to homeostasis so basically like processing centers all over our body are checking in with us to see if we're going to suppress emotions or if we're going to continue to feel them and we're the ones who choose consciously and subconsciously like consciously and unconsciously to choose whether or not we're going to feel those emotions and if we don't 
they get stuck there and they can't be processed and they can't be used as information and we can't like they just kind of get also stored in the body which is a whole nother conversation uh uh-huh. we now I have all say, these... like talk about anatomy of the spirit by carolyn miss <laughs> exactly Ooh, that's another that's another book that you guys can dive into just talking about the connection of emotions and feelings and then the physical ailments that they connect to and trauma yes. like it's it's insane but yeah that shit gets stored like that's where people are like oh you've been holding on to stress and anxiety for years and it's like ailments come up high blood pressure sometimes cancer like it's it's Mm -hmm. we have the connections now we have the science it's totally a thing so when you're stuffing your emotions down so much like that what not only are you then just like a powder keg it gets worse those emotions build you're then usually blinded by that emotion so that you feel like you have no choice but to act from that space that the emotions have then they moved in they own you now they own 51 percent of the body that is you yeah and like it's it's all over from there so and now with the beautiful like science background it's like it also affects your actual physical body too it's not just your mind that's starts to feel clouded your body feels clouded your body's fighting against it. it's out of homeostasis it's like in kind of almost towards that fight or flight type of action yeah, no, which 100 is in that yeah that's our autonomic nervous system so it's like trying to figure it out and we're just like and that's why they put like freeze in there because i think like freeze is that kind of like mm. oh there it's not even like i can't even take an action because when they used to talk about flight or flight or fright I would I never felt fully like in that I was like I don't really fight like sometimes I do but I usually don't I usually just like freeze in those moments and it totally it's like Megan too saying she she's freeze I was like fight or flight I I don't I feel like I've tried each one of them and I don't know if I like like I definitely I'll freeze if I can but usually I I feel like I fight but yes I would, I would say that that's in is. flighty ways. Does that make, like, <laughs> I, I fight as I'm running away. I'm like, no, yeah, you better. And I'm just like, out. Like, I, I try all three at one time, I think. I'm like, will this work? Will this work? But yeah, I do love that freeze. I, I totally forgot about that. But yeah, it, and either way, it's like, if you're, if you're fleeing away, if you're just like trying to get away from the emotion, sweetie, it's not going anywhere. It's with you. It's in you. If you're freezing with it, then you feel like you can't make the, like you can't make a decision out of that space. You feel just like stunted from it. And then if you try to fight it, that's like kind of the suppressing is like, no, that's nothing. I'm going to feel happy. This is also where toxic positivity, what, what's the positive, I'm trying to think of the other po- uh, positivity washing. What's the, you know, that you oh, know it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you're right? now like making me not trust, but I feel like it is positivity washing. That you guys know, we'll add this I've... in, but like basically uh hyper positivity, positivity, the fact of I should be happy right now. I should feel this. I should. And this is again, why I just, I'm not gonna say I don't like the word should. I just choose to not use it if I can get around it because so much it's so much comes from I feel like it's honestly one of the words for me that represents like white supremacy and like totally should or even mm-hmm. kind of could but like I should do this yeah I have to do this like according to who like that's acor- yeah <laughs> according to whom because unless it's Miss Susan David I don't give a shit <laughs> personally like at this point today <laughs> like she can tell me like she can tell me but like nobody else can today no at least Every, I have a, I have a guest star someone will, will actually accept advice from and today's it's just Susan David so sorry guys but that's I what I have this. for you but yeah okay so I think I I love this and also for those of you who are on with us live feel free to write in or yeah just like if you guys if there's certain emotions that you feel really block you or if you can just relate to feeling like you should you you wanted yourself to feel a different way you wanted to feel a different way I think I'd love to kind of start to end um this episode with like tips and tricks of how like how can we do this how can we put this into action I think that's always the it's a great part to talk about all of it, but what are we going to do? How do we do this? So yeah, totally. 
I feel like the first, which I already mentioned is again, changing your language. I'm going to say this, that's number one and two. First, changing your language about how you are even starting to investigate your emotions. So like I said, instead of saying, I am stressed, I am sad, I am overwhelmed, saying I notice, so you're already removing yourself. I'm noticing that I have this feeling. I have the feeling of, I'm experiencing the feeling of like almost, I feel like I, I look at yourself as the, uh, as a beautiful test subject in your research study, you know, like, yeah. Oh, candidate one is experiencing the feelings of stress right now. Interesting. I wonder what is supporting the stress in her life. You know, like think of it in this way and be an investigator to it and not immediately be like, this is the emotion I need to listen to it and, and, and label it and say, if I have time to feel this or what, or why I'm feeling it. Give yourself some time, take a deep breath. Hmm. I notice I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. Okay. I notice that I, I have this feeling of overwhelm. What is that coming from? I would say the first thing I notice that I'm feeling. The second thing is get very clear. As Susan said, drink the, the vocabulary you use and accuracy of labeling your emotions. That's the next level. That's the one Oh two kind of lesson. Yeah. is so important. So again, mm -hmm. are you actually overwhelmed or are you tired? Are you hungry? Honestly, I just keep saying tired and hungry because it's usually I'm like, oh, I'm tired and I'm hungry. And that's why I'm feeling any of this right now. You know, I'm yes. like, okay, maybe let me eat and let me take a nap and truly then see if I wake up and if I feel as whatever as I do. That's a tip too. If you can't even label it, take a walk, take a nap, close your eyes for five minutes, get mm -hmm. some water, like lay on the cold ground for like two like just do something if you feel like you can't even label it but get but again research is it overwhelm actually or is it is it fear is it fear that you don't even want to start this project because you're like oh my god it, it what if I don't do good enough you know like get into it and really focus on the accuracy of labeling your emotions when you're doing these statements I notice that I am feeling ooh, actually I noticed that I'm feeling fatigued because I just did a similar project like that. And that's okay. Okay. So you can separate. So I, I would say yeah. those are the big two separate yourself a little bit when you're doing that reflection and that analyzing of your emotions. I notice that I am feeling blank or I'm experiencing this feeling right now. It feels like in my body that there's this living in there right now, that this is coming up to the forefront. However you want to phrase it. Let us know the fun ways you're phrasing it and then getting very stretching yourself, expanding your vocabulary, even going on. We, ooh, we made these in our coaching. Maybe we can share this somewhere like emotions charts or like go yes, to the source, sweetie. Yes. The source.com right, or you can look at like emotional, emotional feelings lists, like look online and be like, let me stretch how I'm actually feeling. Cause there's a wealth of words and sometimes we just don't have the vocabulary yet. To, to truly encapsulate how we're feeling. So that's a fun education too, because you're just learning how to best describe yourself and different emotions that you can feel. There's a whole beautiful range of emotions us human bodies, like our human bodies can feel and express. And so when we get to put a label to them, one that we choose, it's super empowering and it's super clarifying. So those would be my kind of two-ish tips, I would say. Yes, I love that. And I think this is something to keep in mind too, like with this practice, because it's a practice like everything in life when you realize Absolutely. it's all a practice like it makes it so much easier because you're you're again like if it's a practice you're not trying to ace the exam because somebody told you you have to ace an exam so it's exactly. like who and Susan Davis practice. no no one no <laughs> no exam today mm -mm. so mm -mm. I think like me like reminding yourself that you're it's going to take time to understand like what emotion feels right to you and I think like just a little tip of being like tuning in and like Candace and I have played with language and Candace is totally the wordsmith like always going deeper and trying to find that best word but I find for myself when I do find that word and I do know how to like I'm like oh that right there feels like grief your my whole body mm -hmm. lights up and it's like whether I'm feeling so much grief, my whole body just feels understood. It's like, oh my mm. God, thank you. Like, thank you for realizing that that's what we're going through. Like, thank you for not yeah. ignoring me again. And so that was just a little thing that I'm like, that was a huge tool for me to notice what 
and like practice even that like what feels good in your body to you is going to evolve and change over time the more you realize what feels good to you and like just knowing that but I think yeah I feel like my you kind of touched on it like with the patience thing my biggest tool is to create space for yourself like yeah I like just create intentional space and this is why I feel like all meditation teachers always say this like it doesn't matter if you meditate for an hour or five minutes like the quantity of time never matters when you're being intentional it's just the like quality of time of mm-hmm. what are you like are you tuned in are you aligned and are you just creating space for yourself even if you come out of it and you're like I still have no idea how I'm feeling but you know what I just took two minutes completely unplugged from everything else and I slowed down and mm-hmm. that yeah I think I it's funny I love I love how divine all this stuff is because mm-hmm. I was writing my new, my newsletter for this week and I noticed my newsletter is always stuff that I myself am using throughout the week and it's Wednesday so Monday and Tuesday I got really into going through each of my chakras and just like checking into the quality of the energy in there and like for me that just means like imagining my root chakra and being like okay what are you feeling and I go through all of them so I recorded a meditation for my newsletter but I was like that is what has been helping me check in for to my emotions this week being like how am I feeling and like when I did that I was like oh my god I didn't even notice how much I was ignoring like I knew kind of like mentally that I was ignoring and like not really dealing with a lot of things that I've been feeling lately and these past three days of sitting intentionally for that a lot of time. And like, I don't even time myself. I'm just like, I'm just going to go through all seven chakras and however long it yeah. takes me, it takes me. And that's just for me because whenever I give myself time, I, I feel like it's another, like you should be done with this meditation within 15 minutes mm-hmm. or else your whole day is off. So yeah, I think. <laughs> Which when you think about that, like when you listen back to your own things, you're like, Ten or my How? whole day is off. Who said? David, no, no yeah. one. Even she didn't. Exactly. She's a Harvard grad. No, no one said that. No one. Ugh. I I love that you said that she was like ignoring because I have notes like ignoring out of discomfort. Like that's a lot, and I think that's a theme that you can see if we're ignoring emotions and we're stuffing them down because it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. how okay or like, are we not confronting this right now where we're ignoring stuff because it's not doesn't feel good or we're yes. ignoring what's happening because it doesn't look good it's like or we no, don't no, think no, we no, have no, time no. for it uh, we don't huge thing for time me for is it. I'm like I can't usually when I'm suppressing emotions because I am a Pisces so I'm always in emotions I'm always feeling something but when I'm suppressing emotions my excuse is almost always I am dealing with too much. So if I bring this up right now, I, I won't be able to handle all the things. And then I laugh at myself lies later when I realize it's a complete lie. And now had I just confronted it three days ago, I'd be in a much better space now, three days later, whereas three days later, I'm now like on the floor. I can't do anything. I have no energy to do anything because I'm a puddle. Three days later, I'm a puddle. <laughs> Cut to <laughs> like SpongeBob three Two. days later, puddle. Exactly. Puddle. Just nothing and it's like oh you didn't want to deal with it then like now (laughs) Megan did you steal my diary yeah I saw it three days later it looks like Megan turned into a puddle it looks like that was all of us I think that was like last month we're all just like and puddle formation now we are now in this state it's this Mm -hmm. yeah I oh god I just I love all of this but yeah it's it's just really knowing that when we can hold ourselves in grace when we can have radical as last one, as Susan said, when we can have radical acceptance and accuracy of labeling our emotions, when we can mm-hmm. move into emotional agility versus being rigid. Because again, rigidity in the face of complexity is what? Toxic, bitch. So we don't want to do that. We want to be prepared. And again, first of all, my number one tip is just listen to this TED talk from Susan David. So you can hear her say this all probably more articulate. And with her amazing South African accent, if you didn't get enough here, please honestly watch that. But she, she talks about like, when we are open, like when we are agile, we are ready to deal with the world as it is, not how we want it to be. Hear that again. When we mm-hmm. are emotionally agile, when we are both physically, mentally, spiritually agile, we are ready to meet the world as it is and create actual change, not how we want it to be. 
We get to create how we want it to be. We have the energy. We have the, the gumption. We have the courage. We have the emotions. Mm -hmm. We have all this to create the change, to make it the world we want to be, not just wish it was and try to operate from that false space. Yes. Oh, I right. love that. Right? So do that. Also focus on <laughs> yeah. how you do want to feel mm -hmm. instead of always saying, I don't want to feel this. Oh, I can't, I don't want to feel stressed anymore. I don't want to feel tired anymore. I don't want to feel whatever anymore. It's like, okay, bitch, then don't do, what do you, how do you want to feel? This is a, a thing I do mm -hmm. all the time with my coaching clients. How do you want to feel? Yeah. Put more focus on that because then you're leading, then you're focusing on the solution, not the problem. How do you want to mm -hmm. feel? Okay. Yeah. I notice I feel this, but you know what I'd like to feel again, emotional chart. I want to feel vivacious. Ooh, okay. Mm. How are you going to make yourself feel vivacious? Shout out to vivacious, the drag queen. How are you yes. going to make yourself feel vivacious today? Right? Like that's a different mm -hmm. space to come from than I just don't want to feel anxious. Yeah. I'll do whatever it takes to not feel this right now instead of learning why I'm feeling anxious and then going to vivacious. Mm -hmm. Mm, that's my new word today. I think I'm, I'm, yeah. taking, I'm borrowing that one. So yeah, I think those are, yeah. are my tips, I would say. Yeah, I think that that's perfect. Like, no, like jotting down where you're at now, identifying how you're feeling. If you're feeling anxious, like make, like, I love to make a different list. I'm like, all right, how am I feeling? Anxious, stressed out, tired, overwhelmed, kind of happy. And then like there, the should start to come through. So like I make a list mm -hmm. of how I think I should be feeling. So I'm like, oh, I should be more grateful today. I should be feeling happier. I should be well rested because I slept for 12 hours last night. And then move into what do I want to be feeling? And it's just like, I feel like whenever I write them down or if you seek them out, like whatever, you just identify them. It identifies them. It acknowledges them and from a biology exactly. standpoint, like it's no longer just stuck in an energy center waiting for you to acknowledge it. And acknowledge. That's just, uh, yes, awareness, accept. I love it. I think that's really Ooh. the best you can do. Love that. Oh gosh, this was such a good one. Look at us under an hour. Who are we? Who replaced who? us? What? With you know who you know who helped us with that? Susan David, you're right. Drink, drink one more time for Susan David because she was the inspiration. I'm going to drink a few. I'm going to, I'm going to take a whole bottle of wine now and listen back to this and start drinking. But again, thank you for all who joined us live. Yes, thank you, thank you. Megan and Derek. And thank you uh, for all that are listening in real time. Again, feel free to share your tactics if this works for you. If you have any questions, message to us. We are happy to talk. Would love to hear from you. And yeah, we're so excited. Yeah, I love this. I feel so much more equipped. Honestly, I love this conversation that we're having together. I feel like so ready to like, I can't wait till I feel another emotion. Right now it's excited and relieved. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love that. that. That's how I'm feeling too. I think these conversations are so good and they just leave me in a place of so much information that is my favorite place to be. So <laughs> yeah. We love that, but not overwhelming, of course. Never. We could never. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you all again. We hope you have a beautiful rest of your day or afternoon or morning or evening or week and week and month. We're almost in August. Ah! Well, we're so be in August and this is actually airing. But, yeah, so, again, thank you so much. Sending all of the love, the grace, the healing, the time the space the patience to you on the other end of this and we'll see you next week yes bye guys